money in the bank. OMG. Miss Money in the Bank is now the Raw Women's Champion. John Cena is back. And Goldberg is facing Bobby Lashley. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of The Chop Chop. Here to talk about all the latest goings in and happenings in the WWE. There is a lot, trust me. Introducing first from Luton, United Kingdom, Luke Walsh, bada bing, bada boom. Introducing next, Orlando Orega. And hey, everybody. introducing your Buckabom Entertainment Trivia Champion of the World, Daniel McKee. Gentlemen, what's just happening in WWE? It's like we're back to normal again. I don't know about that. I mean, the fans are back, but I mean, uh, some interesting stuff is happening. I like, you know, some story beats are progressing. I like. There's still some questionable things that are happening that I just kind of like. It wouldn't be WWE if there wasn't questionable things happening, but I do feel like there is a sincere effort happening right now for the first time, and I don't even know how long. So it's, it's I, I want to find the positive in it more than the negative. And by negative, I mean Goldberg's back. But other than that, like, you know, everything, uh, they're, they're trying. They're trying. Yeah. Well, wh- wh- where to start with the... Uh the last 48 hours of WWE programming, then then money in the bank inside Fort Worth in Texas. My goodness gracious me, John Cena is back and he's back to take on Roman Reigns. Orlando, I'm going to come to you first. Did you pop hard? No, I honestly didn't. See, here's the thing. Is it like if you grew up with John Cena, you are either for John Cena or you're against John Cena. I was always against John Cena. I did not care who he faced. I always wanted somebody else to win. So I'm still going to be against John Cena. I don't care how old I am. I don't care how long I haven't seen him. I'm still going to be against John Cena. I don't hate the guy. I have mad respect for him for what he has done, Mm. you know, with kids and everything and merchandise and all that. But I just, I'm not a John Cena fan. I'm happy that he's back. I didn't pop hard. I was like, oh, he's back. Yay. Hopefully he loses to Roman Reigns to at least help Roman Reigns and actually help WWE, you know, in the product. So, but. Well, th- this is the thing. And I'll pass it to, to Daniel is that we, we, we knew for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, even when John Cena was doing the press tour for Fast and Furious 9 that he was coming. We knew that you know, it was almost certainty that he was taking on Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. But I, I, I don't know about you, Daniel, but after the main event of uh, Edge against uh, Roman Reigns, which was such a roller coaster of near falls and interferences, uh, and, and that moment right at the end where he, you know, he, Roman Reigns is standing there with Paul Heyman, acknowledged me, and then that pop, that moment. It, it was like it, it was like past is new. It was like being back as a wrestling fan pre-COVID. It was it was a moment that we're going to talk about for the next five or ten years. Of course. I don't know of a better way to describe it, and I hate to make it so trivial, but 
the first time you smoke weed when you're like if you're 15 or 16 years old and the first time that like it's just so strange it's like it was like that same feeling of the first time that i really enjoyed wrestling again from when i was 10 years old and when i was really into uh you know Shawn michaels versus bret hart i mean it was like it's very interesting to feel that way especially when it comes to wwe because it's just i've I've come to expect so little from them, unfortunately. And I don't mean that in terms of NXT, but I mean, uh, the, the main roster, the main roster has, uh, has been kind of, kind of disappointing. SmackDown's been okay, but it was really great to see like a full on raw crowd, happy and uh, storylines that are, you know, I mean, at least it's way better than what we've been getting, basically. Mm. And uh, everything between money in the bank to what we saw last night on on Raw, uh, but at, especially at the very end of Raw, which if you told me that was going to happen a year ago, I would have told me that, I would have told you that you're crazy. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm also really skeptical and feel like I'm going to be horribly disappointed next week. Um, with John Cena, I'm not sure if uh, I like. The way he came back, but he's back. He's 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 very he's very uh, positive for for the product, I guess. Whether you like him or hate him. Two two, two moments that stood out for me, uh, as, as, uh, even after the fact, and you know, even seeing the clips over and over again. The first moment was having Johnson come out uh, and, and and give a promo to the crowd after the people who went off there and said, you know, you're used to booing me and telling me that I suck, and now you're cheering for me. It's like we're back to normal. Like having him of all people acknowledge that was just extraordinary. It was just, it was a special moment. And then obviously, what's come out since is, you know, it is, I don't know whether you two have seen it, is that picture of, of two signs of 15 years apart. The one from ECW One Night Stand 2006, they have seen a wins, we riot. And the one from Sunday, they have seen it comes back, we cheer. Like who'd have thought in 2021? that John Cena would be welcomed with open arms in the way that he did. It was, it was truly special. Yeah. I was very shocked with that. I was just like, these people are cheering. I don't hear Cena sex chant, which even he brought it up because like he even, he did like a little like post uh, promo, like uh, speaking to the crowd. He's like, so weird that you guys are cheering. All of you are cheering for me. I'll hear nobody. Say Bizarro world. Of all, the, all the references he said, Bizarro world. It is. I, you know what it is? I think it's just like, it's been like over two years that we haven't seen The Rock, uh, seen John Cena. So I'm thinking that's probably why the crowd, you know? I mean, and I like, mean, you, are, you, are you counting the Firefly Funhouse match in there? You, does that count? No, not really. No, not really. Because I don't think it, he, he didn't have a match. I... <laughs> we, we talk about this so much and whether or not, you know, all of the cinematic stuff, especially what happened, you know, during the COVID era, whether that actually counts or not. I think it counts. That's why I thought it was weird the way he came back. But I understand it's it's WWE. They're very good at going. It never happened. Don't worry about that. You see, look over here. Right. Look at the nice shiny ball. It never happened. Yeah. Look at look at the look at the the green and yellow that now Cena's rocking right now. Here he is. Yay! Look, you know. I do think I it's mean, interesting though that he's facing. Roman Reigns, and imagine those exact same words coming out of Roman's mouth. Because now, I, what everyone's saying is that he's the best thing happening on the main roster. 
five years ago, not not the same, not the same too. Oh no, the promos, the promos are going to be amazing between Roman and Cena. I can just hear it now. He's going to now call out Cena. Roman's going to call out Cena. Be like, oh, now you want to be the part timer now. Look at you going to Hollywood. Ooh, okay. Ooh, you, you know, yeah. There's going to he's going to call him such a hypocrite. I I could just see Paul Heyman already thinking of all the promos that he could write for Roman to say, and now Roman can actually say them and not stumble upon them. Remember a few years ago, he stumbled upon his words, like you know. So right. I'm just I'm, you know, I'm just happy right now. So because like I know for a fact this is gonna help Roman so much more, you know, to establish himself as a big star for WWE. I mean, think about the impact that Paul Hammond can have if he really starts talking again like he used to for Brock. Because, I mean, he's been fairly reserved with how often he uses his words. And um, and he's a master of words. So, uh, it, I mean, there's all the potential in the world for this to be fantastic if you do it right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, at the, at the end of the day, the last time these two went one-on-one, of course, No Mercy 2017, and the promos they, they threw at each other was was insane for the time. And, of course, you know, John Cena even took a shot at Jimmy Uso. Oh, isn't that now relevant in 2021? Um, but, you know, th- to where that those two characters are at now, you know, one, one would argue the way that Cena and Roman are uh, going into, the, into this match is, is very you know, Rock Austin-esque in, in the way that they've both sort of gone down two different paths. You know, one is, you know, the, the 16, going for the 17-time world champion, and Roman Reigns is on the form of his life, and they're going to clash heads at SummerSlam, arguably WrestleMania for, for the year because of, of, of the magnitude of, of how they're going to build it at the Legion Stadium on the 21st of August. So it, it's going to be interesting, and, uh, you know, the promos are going to be, insane so we will have to take one week at a time see one step at a time as we build to a summer slam and what will happen but we've got to deconstruct what else uh, we've learned over the last 48 hours from money in the bank but we've got to start with the women's money in the bank match i mean a result that none of us really saw coming nikki ash not only won miss money in the bank She's now the Raw Women's Champion after cashing in last night on Monday Night Raw. Yes. Wow. Just wow. Orlando, you and I did the predictions on on, Saturday, on Sunday evening, and none of us, none of us gave Nikki Ash a chance. As much as we, in our hearts, we've, we've been hoping that Nikki Cross could have a push because she's always been you know, the bridesmaid and never the bride. And now she's got the title on her. First title she's ever had. Yep. I, you know something, because I keep, I was going through social media like last night and today, and everybody says so many positive things about Nikki Cross. Like, let's just talk about it. First, she created this, this gimmick where it was like an almost superhero, and she's dressing up like a superhero and giving these like positive type of promos and stuff. So Mm -hmm. to me, I felt like that Vince gave her the ball actually literally gave her the ball and now she's he's like go ahead now run with it which i'm very happy everybody is really appreciative i think she could do well like you know i i'm hoping it's not going to be a transitional type of championship but i mean it's just like where can you go from here which i you know i would uh, i would love for her to can retain you know and continue on as that you know being an inspiration for all the kids and stuff because i know a lot of kids are going to be jumping up as her 
I have questions about how they're going to like fit this in with Alexa Bliss somehow, you know, former best friends, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a lot of different directions you can go, but think about how many people we watch from NXT, like your Ricochets, your Cedric Alexanders, uh, you know, your Keith Lee's that you kept waiting for someone to push, you know, push the button on them and go. They come to creative, they have an idea, and now they're a champion. Like, how often let's, does that happen? Let, let, let's park NXT to one side because, trust me, there's there's a lot more still to come in this sure. podcast to talk about NXT. That is certainly for sure. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I do want to bring your attention to a tweet that Big Damo, Killian Dane, uh, said about, of course, his wife, uh, Nikki Ash. He said, it wasn't working, but you didn't cry, didn't get salty online, didn't hate on your peers' success. Instead, you worked crazy hard in the gym and you worked crazy hard in the ring. You went above and beyond to get this pitch right and you nailed it. You finished this day a WWE champion. I mean, it's just a testament as to how hard and consistent. And, uh, you know, I, I even said it uh, on, on Sunday that it's... A lot of people wrote Nikki Cross off and Nikki uh, Ash off because she just wasn't doing much. She she was bubbling away on social media about how hard she's working and just booking was ne- not on her favour. And now she is the Royal Women's Champion at a time where it was getting stale between Charlotte and, and Rhea. Who's to say that, you know, could could Nikki even be a, a transitional champion for Charlotte to get it back off her? Let's hope not. But, you know, it's always the threat that it could happen. But... It's a fresh, a breath of fresh air. Nikki Ash is the champion, and you know I've, I've, the reports uh, this morning coming out that it's it's a way to reward her and praise her from from backstage. Vincent Mann is very pleased with her efforts. It's a, a fresh wave to bring in new audiences. Of course, the merchandise ideas are endless, um, and and you know this is this this is huge, and I, I'm nothing but delighted that she was the one who. Uh, who, against all odds, came up on top. And you also have to see, like, she also shares, like, a lot of the fans' artwork. Like, there's literally beautiful artwork of her yep. new gimmick and stuff. It's so amazing just to see. Like, I'm I'm very happy for her. I'm hoping she has a little bit of a longer reign. I have a feeling that Alexa will probably be on her side. I don't think she's going to be a foe. I mean, unless if they want to do that, maybe, like, later on in the line, maybe next year or something. You know, to actually make her like her, like, you know, she's a superhero versus a super villain because, you know, she's like a little jealous of her or something like that. I mean, they could do that. I mean, and uh, I just, I, I don't know, like, it, it, there's like a lot of directions they could go for it. I'm hoping for it. So we'll see what they do. So. I always wonder why they never pulled the trigger on making her sister Abigail somehow. So, I mean, I, you know, there's tons of potential there. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people have had it reserved for Alexa Bliss, so to, to, to include Nikki Cross would have been odd. And uh, you, you, there was so much, even you know, between the the Bliss Cross Apple Source uh, tag team uh, that we saw in, in twenty twenty that you know they could have run with it a bit more. But th- th- this is a singles run. This is her time to shine, and you know, all, all credit to her. I just want to uh, bring your attention to the finishing spot. Uh, all six on the ladder, and then just all of a sudden, Nikki Ash grazes up and, and, and grabs it. Were you, were you happy with that finish? Uh, it certainly came out of nowhere. I mean, it's different. I mean, it's just the, the thing was is just that the, the women's ladder match uh, was a little underwhelming. Like they wanted them to do really amazing spots, and you know, I think they were creative with their spots for certain things, but it wasn't like 
made the crowd go, ooh, ah, like kind of that type of way, you know? So it was just like, it was the weaker of the, the match for the whole pay-per-view for me, in my opinion. But I think anytime you can get a surprise out of somebody when it comes to a ladder match, I think it's a good thing. Um, I think everyone's been incredibly creative with ladder matches recently, especially down in, I wouldn't say down, over in NXT. Um, I, you know, we've seen some really cool spots, I think, in the last couple of years. So especially if you can get any kind of finish that you really didn't see coming in a, in a ladder match for more than 10 seconds right before it happened, I think that's cool. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I love Nikki yeah. Ash, Cross, or whatever you want to call her. Yep. In, in, indeed, that is a certainly one achievement. And then, to, of course, on the men's side, uh, Big E is now Mr. Money in the Bank. Yes! Wow. So happy about that's that. Amazing. Like, as, as we teased on, on, the, on the podcast uh, on Sunday evening, and we've been saying for too long, his time was coming. He was hot favorite to win the Royal Rumble. He had the Intercontinental title on Christmas Day. He has had all the momentum in the world. And finally, in front of the fans, he got the briefcase. And the, the ideas that are now swirling around, we'll talk about Goldberg in just a second, but the potential of Lashley against Big E is genuinely, genuinely intriguing. Oh, no, it's happening. I can just feel it. Because the rumor of him going to Raw... Uh, uh, what he did, what uh, Lashley did to Kofi. I mean, come on now. Now that he has the briefcase, it's easily he could easily cash in on Lashley any moment. I mean, hell, he could probably cash in on SummerSlam, and then he could become the WWE champion. You know, I mean, and then like you know, Biggie wants a uh, wants a match with Goldberg. So I mean, I, I mean, technically, if you want to do it, you could have Goldberg lose in a DQ finish. Biggie comes in. He steals the title from Lashley, and you set up Goldberg versus Big E, and then Lashley attack. I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> you could do that. It seems to me that they're very, that Goldberg's very intent on actually putting people over, even if it happens, you know, kind of down the line by the way of him, you know, having to beat someone else and then losing to another person. So what if Lashley beats Goldberg, and then we get Big E versus Lashley? That makes him look even even huger, he beat the guy that, that you know that beat Goldberg. I, you know, I'm not a Goldberg fan. I never have been. But if we are going to use all that hype to actually put people over, I'm all about it. I, I'm hoping that Goldberg. I'm hoping that Goldberg knows what he's doing here. That he knows for a fact this is bigger than me. It's it's for the company, you know, where he could put over Lashley because like I need this to be a squash. I need Lashley to dominate because. I have a feeling that Vince probably promised Lashley, like, next year you will get Lash- uh, you will get Brock Lesnar. So I'm going to do all my efforts so that that way you can get Lesnar. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, because- I certainly one solution to the whole problem is that, you know, if you want to really get the most out of it is to obviously have Goldberg beat Bobby Lashley uh, at SummerSlam, only for them Big E to then beat Goldberg on the same night and cash in and, and, and have two title changes uh, back to back. So it's, there's all manner of uh, possibilities of, of what could happen and, and when might Biggie might pull the trigger. But the point is out of the, the options we were presented, the fact that they have gone with their gut and stuck with Big Biggie is, is such a huge recognition. And, you know, 
anyone who has seen the WWE 24 documentary will know that Bicky has grinded and grinded to the top. And now it's his time where he can be coronated the new WWE or maybe Universal Champion. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, they could leave it on where he will, you know, get the Universal title whenever he's ready to do it to Roman Reigns. I mean, he could do that as well. It's just depending on where they want to go now. They have some options, which I like that there's some options. Uh, one option I don't want them to try to do is give Goldberg the belt. He don't need it. He don't need it. He does not need it. I'm just saying. <laughs> My soul doesn't need it either. I, I no, nobody wants it. That's the thing. Everybody cringed when they saw Goldberg come out. They're like, oh. I mean, but you heard that pop, though. I mean, he's still a draw, though. Like, people still love Goldberg in a sense. So, you know, I just, I don't know. He'll never not be a draw, let's face it. It it remains to be seen what happens here. But, hey, Big E has a briefcase. Let's see how it goes, certainly for sure. A couple other results I want to pull out from uh, Money in the Bank, of course, on the pre. So, the Usos... Are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions uh, after a good Just get a DUI and then you get rewarded with a title. Yeah, just uh, anybody listening, becoming a wrestler, just get a DUI and then you'll get rewarded with a title. That's <laughs> hey, to be fair, you have to get several DUIs. Oh, there you go, sir. See, there you go. I mean, I mean, we'll have to find out on Friday whether, you know, Roman Reigns is in Miami or Cleveland. Uh, the, the visual no, he's going to be in Cleveland. He's going to be in Cleveland. No, come on now. Seeing the three of them hold yeah. all the... The relevant gold, I guess, if you if you mm-hmm. want to ignore that the Intercontinental title is just as important. Uh, but I will pop that to one side for sure. AJ Styles and Omos retained the Raw Tag Team uh, Championships with a good win over the Viking Raiders. Um, the shortest match of the night, we'll, we'll come on to Goldberg again in a second. Bobby Lashley beating Kofi Kingston in about five or six minutes. Which was pure domination of Bobby Lashley, which is... It it was it worked its purpose because Bobby Lashley said on Raw before the pay-per-view, no more bullshit, time to dominate. And he showed that with this uh with this match. People did not have an issue with it. I mean they have an issue because it was Kofi, but they did not have an issue with the match itself. So I understood because it was a story sense and what they're trying to do with uh Bobby Lashley, for me, in my opinion. I think it all sets up really nice really nice story for for Becky to eventually have the title and then for him to face Kofi and we could do that for a long time there's a lot to unpack there if we want to go down that route uh, and it'll take us a while to get there but I mean that's an awesome possibility of maybe something to happen around Royal Rumble next year or something like that or even Wrestlemania Kofi versus Biggie can you can you imagine how amazing that would be Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I do sort of feel sorry for him, though, for the fact that it happened to him, of course, on the debut episode of, of SmackDown on Fox. He lost to Brock Lesnar in eight seconds, and now he's been squashed again by, by Bobby Lashley uh, in, in a WWE title match. It's that, you know, Kofi Kingston is such a incredible athlete. And again, Kofi Mania in 2019 was, was, was history in the making. So the fact that they've kind of squashed him twice now, Worries me a little bit, but as as you pointed out, Daniel, is that, that now that they have got Biggie with that device pull of, of Mr. Money in the Bank, 
that the redemption is there. And certainly, you know, considering how close the three of them are, it will feel like the three of them are, are joint WWE champions, let's face it. And it's going to be it's true. one hell of a pop uh, when, when cash is in. That is certainly for sure. Uh, I, I think one, one other point I will drag out. Let's talk about the main event of, of Money in the Bank. Uh, we've already spoken about... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just get to the Charlotte rear match because I, I just, I have to say, just say Becky's name to Charlotte and she gets pissed off and she, she gives you a five-star match. <laughs> she flipped the bird. I mean, although, although to be fair, if Peacock wasn't glitchy enough, the fact that uh, Charlotte was was flipping the bird on top yeah. of that. Oh. I was so mad. Oh my God. <laughs> Peacock can suck my dick. Sorry, excuse my language, but you know, it was so annoying. It's just like, I that's how much I that's miss the most WWE Network. But no, it was just like, it was so like, it was so bad with the whole peacock glitching and stuff. It was just like, ugh, I hated it. Would, wouldn't know uh, the WWE Network to be an issue over here. Wouldn't know it. Of course, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. It's- it's funny too because for all the problems anyone's ever had with the WWE network, as soon as you give it to one of the top two leading television franchises in North America, suddenly we have a lot of problems. Like what the what what is going on with that? Like how is that actually a problem? I don't know. Exactly. And and like and you uh you know, Universal that's a multi billion dollar company because of like three different like uh, uh, movie uh, franchises, and of course, you know, like a cable company, they're gonna fuck up like that. <laughs> I just, I just, ugh. anyways. But back to Charlotte versus Rhea. I love that match. I thought it was the match of the night. You know, for me, I, I'm saying for me. I know maybe some of you may say like the Money in the Bank ladder match is the match of the night, but for me, I really love the match because they really work the crowd and got the crowd invested into their match. Even though they were getting, like, we want Becky chance. Mm. You know, which made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> She's like, oh, you got pins? <laughs> and then she started working everybody, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, as, as, as I said it in the preview show on Sunday night, is that Charlotte against Rhea is very samey-samey that you know the fact that they did turn on her and you know the result was quietly inevitable that charlotte would would come out on top of course with that with the figure eight um just goes to show that you know as much as rhea ripley is exceptionally talented and you know on a different brand on a different day rhea ripley would be champion for over a year because of how good she is is that when you're up against charlotte flair and, and a main pay-per-view Nine times out of ten, you're losing that belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 don't know. I think I, they have enough like, chemistry. That yeah, no, going. they do have. The problem was is just that people were not invested with the story. So I mean, they sure. they had an easy story. I'm, they could have talked about story. Oh, you've got a sore leg. Well, I've got a sore leg. Oh, we're gonna do crutches like we're six year olds. Exactly. No, but like they could have easily brought up WrestleMania, like, and then that could have explained their like shenanigans they were trying to do. It's just like bring up that, never, you know. Yeah. But of course, Vince McMahon thinks like everybody has short term memory, or they're not going to remember. It's like, come on, you know, we're not that old like you. 
or you don't want us to remember. Come on now. Everybody remembers well, he, Katie Vance. Showed us that at the at the very beginning of the show with John Cena. I mean, of like, course. You don't see anything. Never happened. Never happened. It's not real. I, I, I am going to move straight on to the to the main event and talk about the 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 the, the drama that unfolded over half an hour between Roman Reigns and Edge for the title. I mean, a lot of people say it sucked because it, you know it's formulaic for Roman Reigns to start off slow and 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 really drag it out. But I think I'm I'm going to argue this uh, first, and Daniel you can have first comment on this. This was insane as to how close we nearly got to Edge actually taking the Universal title off Roman Reigns. I mean, this felt... You don't often get New Japan feels with a mm. WWE match. And not that, not that this match was necessarily like that, but there were some moments where I was sitting there going like, wow, this is really a long, epic, actual banger of a match that both of these guys are very much capable of, of putting on. Um, you know, it's... It was really nice to actually feel like maybe, 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 like more than once. And uh, it just it proves how talented Edge really is. Even seeing Charles Robinson officiate the match is like, well, this all drinks back to Undertaker against Edge in WrestleMania 24. Like, Charles Robinson is an American treasure. First. Of course. Just want to like oh, stay on record. No. Oh, little Nate. Yeah, uh-huh. never forget that. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the, the fact that you know there were so many near falls, and obviously what then developed was seeing Seth Rollins come out and uh, officially book uh, the, the the match against himself uh, and Edge. People are saying it's going to be number one contender on the line. It's, it's. I'm still not fully sold on Seth Rollins. Edge Orlando, you, you, I think you've disagreed uh, on me on this. Do, do you think well, it's worthwhile to, to, to book these two in a match? I think so. And plus, they brought back, like, you know, even Edge said it on like a SmackDown. I was like, oh, you haven't changed since I last saw you, which was what, six years ago? Mm. You know, so he's, he still has some gripe with Seth Rollins at that time, which makes sense, you know? So, I mean, like, they, it, if they allow Edge to write the story, I mean, like, you know, let him, like, pitch the story between him and uh, Seth, I think it would be good, you know? So we'll see. But all in all, I love the main event. I, I loved it. I mean, a lot of people complain because it's, like, overbooked and it's like, oh, there's a lot of shenanigans, like, you know, but I didn't mind it. It was good for what it was. It, it it was the twists and turns, wasn't it? It was the of course. Yeah, you know, the Usos came out, but then the Mysterious came out after them, and then Seth mm-hmm. Rollins came in, and then he beat them away, and then obviously you know, Edge getting the visual win, and the, there was no referee because of the ref bump. It was the twists and turns that made us think, well, hang on a second, you know, it, it could it could plausibly happen. You know, it could turn and turn and turn and turn again, and we we were I was certainly on the edge of my seat. At, at four in the morning, that certainly is, is a testament to show how much of a, a good fight it was. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And plus, you know what? I don't think it would have been too bad if they gave Edge the belt, in my opinion. You know, you know, and then like I, I mean, like it, I think he would be. It, it would make sense, you know, because he had never retired. I mean, he retired as the champion, so it would be nice for him to regain it. I mean. I, that's my opinion. I don't know, but 
we'll Daniel, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get your thoughts on this. Obviously, whilst you're having your your, your beautiful hair washed, uh, for for audio <laughs> listeners, you're not getting the the visual treat oh, yeah. that that we yeah. we get to see. Yeah. Uh, Sorry of, for um, our YouTube of, viewers that are watching this. And <laughs> having the full beauty treatment uh, live on a podcast. I mean, there, there's dedication to uh, to doing a podcast, and then there's this level mm. of, of commitment that Daniel is showing. So all, all, all credit to you, sir. Hey, I'm doing my best. I'm actually trying to keep my volume off because I'm getting the rinse right now. As our <laughs> people watching the <laughs> Well, 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 whilst you have your your, your rinse, uh, I'm going to move on to Monday Night Raw, and it, a lot of people have compared it to a Raw after Mania. It had the, the 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 pops and and the returns and the debuts, like like, like it, it felt like it, it was just party atmosphere uh, for, from the word go. Seeing John Cena obviously you confirmed that his match with Roman Reigns. <laughs> In the promo, he said, it's not because he's big enough SummerSlam. It's not because of world title number 17. It's because Roman Reigns is an arsehole. I mean, that moment, it was just, just say magnifique. Uh, I mean, I'm, but, I'm, but, but did, did you hear that line that he said? He said that he's an asshole. What did The Rock say to Cena when he came back? He's like, I have respect for what you have done. I just don't like you. So... It's parallels. I'm telling you, there's parallels. <laughs> not talking about rock just yet. We'll talk about. Rock oh no, the rock that. is coming. I'm telling you, the yeah, rock is coming. coming. He's like, he's, you know, we're not going to be speculating about the rock coming back to WWE when he's on a press tour for the Jungle Cruise, are we? We're not going to watch every interview oh. and wait for the words. Oh, rock! So you know your your cousin Roman? Yeah, are you going to fight him? Yeah, we'll we'll say, we'll say that for another day. Um. And yeah, so he, he said he announced he got to uh, bring him down a peg or two, which obviously is um, just just a, a huge moment for John Cena of all people to to point that out. Um, and then M- Matt Riddle said the word "bro" with him. Oh, that, that was a that was a cool. Well, moment. they had a they had a bro language. They were like, "Bro, bro, bro, bro." bro. That was cool. It's, I was like, "Oh Lord, listen, look, whatever you could say about Riddle, Riddle is over right now." He is like the crowd is into him. Mm. Vince loves him, it seems like. And look at all the segments he's done. Look, he has like segments with Randy. He's getting a lot of segments in Raw. You know, look, he had like a little uh, interaction with John Cena. So, I mean. You love to see it. You you love to see it. And, you know, that there's no reason to say he couldn't go for US title glory in the not too distant future. That is. Certainly, a, a an almost a lock him a debut that none of us expected on Monday Night Raw. The NXT champion Karrion Cross loses to Jeff Hardy in two minutes. Two minutes, unbelievable. I mean, what do you think is worse treatment the way that they treated Walter or the way that they're treated Karrion Cross? At least Walter had like a fighting chance, and then he got double team. I think it was. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's so I, incredibly disappointing. Excuse me, uh, gentlemen, for a second, but I think uh, we all see the writing on the wall. Well, you know what? I'm happy that his I'm happy that his uh, his music came back. I mean, Jeff Hardy with his old theme will, will never not be a pop in, in, in my in my book. But 
certainly from, from the crowd reaction uh, in, in the live uh, arena, not many people were, were really buying it, which is just a, a, a terrible thing to see. But you know, maybe it was just too casual for the night for them to really pop for for carrying cross. But it, 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 I, I don't know. WWE fans yeah. are complicated sometimes. Yeah, but no, you know what? A lot of people do kind of make points. Is it's like why you're gonna have him go to to debut on Raw and have him lose as he is the champion, regardless of how you feel about Karrion Cross as a wrestler, he's still the champ for a brand of yours. Which I'm thinking, like, look, Vince McMahon just hates NXT. Honestly, I think he hates the fact that everybody talks more about NXT and the call ups and everything. He just hates it. You know. I mean, like, I, that's probably why, like, sometimes you don't really see the interaction between Triple H and Vince with comes, when it comes to creative, you know? They always clash, you know? And it's just like he's probably getting frustrated with Vince as well. I, I don't know. Of course, all, all the reports are saying this morning that this is a, a direct attack from Vince McMahon on NXT, the fact mm-hmm. that they are booking the champion in, in this way. And I think, you know, it's not a... It's not too big of a secret that there is a divide between what Triple H books on NXT to what Vince McMahon wants on the main roster. And it's sort of sad that there's no coalition between the two just that will keep a champion uh, uh, strong. And, and even the, the history books will tell us, hello, Asuka, hello, Shinsuke Nakamura, hello, Sami Zayn, where they've gone from being phenomenal on NXT and the minute on the, on the main roster, they're like a different personality altogether. Yeah. You know who's the only successful person that had the right call-up? It's Kevin Owens. Think about his run. When he came into NXT, he became the champ, and then he faced John Cena. And that little uh, show-off, that, uh, like their face-off that they had, you know, everything that he did right there, that is kind of almost the way you could have an NXT call-up, show up on the main roster, Raw SmackDown, and then call out somebody that's very well known, you know? So, I mean, it's just like, that's the only person I can think of, in my opinion. And it's a tricky argument because obviously over the years, we've had, of course, Sammy Dane's uh, caught up in the US Open Challenge, caught, being introduced by Bret Hart of all people. That that was, was a pretty special moment. I mean, even seeing Keith Lee come up um, even though they took a, a couple of shots at it with a new entrance and new gear, we got there in the end, which we'll come on to Keith Lee in just a second. Um, it's oh, it's, it, it's a tricky one. And, you know, it, we almost feared that what's going to happen next, uh, certainly with, um, you know, people like Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, those kind of figures whereby, you know, they are, they are, they're gold. They are literally worth their weight in gold. So when they come up to the main roster, if they do decide to pull the trigger, it's, well, where, where do you put them? What what do you do with with the undisputed? What do you do? Well, what do you do with you know Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, where they are show stealing human beings, and then when you put them in the main roster, it'll be dangerous. Yeah, and also like um, to your point about like it was like a shot of Vince McMahon NXT because like somebody brought it up on a podcast that I listened to recently earlier today. They said they their ratings are not going up. They couldn't defeat ADW AEW in the ratings, you know, and you know they're not really establishing kind of almost new stars for Vince McMahon to use. So that's probably why Vince McMahon is is burying them in a sense because. Mm. 
you know, like he gave him, look, he, Vince McMahon gave him a reward on beating Ron SmackDown in 2019. And what have they done since then? You know, you know, I mean, they've been creating some great matches and great moments and stuff, but Vince McMahon, I was hoping that they could do a lot more than just that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. certainly for sure. Let's talk Keith Lee. Keith Lee is finally back yes. after weeks and weeks and weeks of being away from television. A lot of people speculated what was going to happen with him, but the fact that he came back to face Bobby Lashley, although in a losing effort, he's still good. He's still Keith yeah. Lee. Don't you ever, mm-hmm. ever forget about Keith. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for our audio listeners, um, Daniel, it looks like he's washing his hair or something. So he's not on right now. So sorry about that. Um, well, so, yeah, you so, meant to keep Fabe. You meant to keep the, the, the secrets of the business. Sorry, sorry. But, <laughs> you know, they're just going to wonder, like, where is he? Like, whatever. You know, anyways. I killed him. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, for uh, for me, I'm very happy that Keith Lee's back. I mean, like, I didn't like the match they had with Bobby Lashley. I was hoping, like, maybe a double count out because I feel like that would be a great next challenger for Bobby Lashley, like a one-on-one match, you know? Um, but I'm very happy to see him back. Hopefully, he'll probably explain himself as to what happened because they're saying that it was out of creative's hands because it was something uh, medical that it was uh, what was wrong with him, you know, so... Uh, so it was nothing to do with creative. It's more of his physical well-being. Hopefully he's a lot better, mm. you know. So I'm just happy that he's back. And, and I, I feel like I'm, I, I repeat myself a, a, a lot here, but where where does Keith Lee fit in now? Because obviously now that the, the, uh, the segment straight after we saw Goldberg come storming out and saying, I'm next. Well, what, what, where does that leave Keith Lee? Where does that leave somebody who is tantalizingly close to gold? Uh, be that whether they put the the, the main or, or the the US title on on him, is that he's got the talent, he's got the 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 fan support for him. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's he's in the right place at the wrong time. Well, no, I mean, like they could easily what they could do is just have um, Seamus face uh, Damian Priest because mm. they're kind of already setting that up because they already have that set, and then like Seamus retains, and then you have a match between him and. Keith Lee, and then Keith Lee wins the title. I mean, it's simple as that. I mean, they could easily do that. They I mean, could, Keith Lee, Keith so Lee just needs to, re- needs to rebuild himself again, just have him have a lot of wins, you know, show the fans that he's still there, he's still back, you know, get him into a winning streak. And then, like, when after SummerSlam, the next pay-per-view, you know, have him win the U.S. title. And then, boom, he's back on top. Here's a pitch. WrestleMania 38, Dallas, Big E versus Keith Lee, WWE Championship. Oh, of course. I could see that. You know, I could see that. I could also see, like, Keith Lee versus Roman Reigns because, like, they've been talking about that as well, you know? You know, so, I mean, they could easily have him win the Rumble. I mean, if they can't lock The Rock, you know, then they could easily just, have Roman Reigns have like a normal main event match with somebody, and I think Keithley would probably be that guy. Mm. Oh, 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 second to that, I think Keithley should win the Rumble. I think certainly it, it may have fought like it, it may have fallen out of his hands that certainly he didn't win this year or even the year before, but certainly next year, now that Edge has had his moment, now that Drew McIntyre won it the year before, is that you know, all lines suggest that there's no reason why he shouldn't win. 
it's so long as they keep him strong enough between now and then. Of course. Look, I, I just see good things. It's just right now, Keith May just needed to get back in front of fans to show that he is still there. And then, like, get him in a winning streak. Get him a secondary title, the U.S. title, you know. And then, like, you know, get the ball rolling with him, you know. I just, I'm just having little hopes for it. I mean, I understand that he lost to the champ. But, you know, come on now. Like, but for me, uh, Bobby Lashley right now needs to be strong. So I know people were disappointed that Keith lost, but for me, I'm seeing the story narrative of what it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's certainly tr- true indeed. Let's come to uh, quickly. Obviously, we, we mentioned it earlier that Nikki Cross is now the Raw Women's Champion with a, a cash in on Monday Night Raw. Um, certainly, that that pop certainly up there with the Dolph Ziggler moment uh, of 2013. Um, I mean, we, we, we've obviously t- talked about Becky Lynch before um and obviously mentioned uh, alexa bliss as a potential challenger as well um obviously with, with nikki cross having her first singles run who do you who do you put her with that keeps nikki strong and also uh, puts over her opponents uh, well uh, just a little uh, statistics thanks to sarah that she sent it to us in our little private chat that we have with all of us hmm. charlotte flair has lost her title due to cash yeah. She lost it to Carmella. She's mm-hmm. lost it to uh who was it? The the other person. Um she lost it to Bailey. Bailey. Bailey yeah. 2018. Mm. And then now she just lost it to Nikki uh, uh Nikki Cross. Mm. So her enemy is the briefcase. So let's just say that. Um like I was like saying, like, you know, for I'm hoping that she has a long reign. A lot of people think is she's gonna be a transitional champion. They'll give it to Charlotte again because then uh, that's when uh, uh, Becky comes back. I'm not speculating anymore because Becky likes to be a freaking troll. So mm. I'll just wait until tonight. Yeah, no, she's been trolling <laughs> since she already gave birth. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? I ain't I ain't trying to guess when you're coming in. You know what it is? I'm thinking like when it comes to uh, uh, Becky, she knows that people are going to be very. Uh, they're going to react really well for her, so they're very happy. So. They'll be happy once they see her. So agreed. Um, so yeah. So I mean, like they could just do like a one-on-one match between her and Charlotte. I mean, they could easily do that, you know. Um, and then Nikki Ash faces somebody else. Like they could do like a little like one number one contenders match. Yeah. You know, I mean, they could easily do that. Hopefully, they do that. I for me, for me, I have a feeling that it would probably be the fall like rivalry of. Nikki Ash and Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie and Piper Niven. I could see those four. Do drop. Do drop. Do drop. I'm not saying that. Do drop. Anyways. She's like a human yeah. Pokemon. That's, that's yeah. the bad about Piper Niven. It's, it's just, but, it, it but you get sense. what I mean. Like, you know, I could see because, like, look, Eva Marie has, like, the heat. She has organic heat. So it'll be smart for them to have her be in the title picture, which people will be like, she doesn't deserve it. But it's just like, and then Nikki Ash is here. She'll get like the biggest cheers. She'll be like the kind of like the Lex Luthor to the Superman type of like superhero versus yeah. supervillain kind of thing, you know? So yeah, I mean, I, I can totally see it. And again, Alex Bliss was hot favorite to, to win Money in the Bank. She certainly had her, her moment that, that she could have won it. But of course, Bliss Cross Applesauce. The story is already there for the superhero to take down the, the gothic uh, villain. So, 
it, it, it's certainly all written out and laid yeah. out. I mean, you could build that too. Is it's like then they those two as foes again, and then now their characters have changed, and then they can yeah. face each other. Maybe Survivor Series coming up, or maybe at the end of the year, you know, to Royal Rumble, maybe. Mm. So I mean, like if they decide to not use the title for the main one, which is probably Charlotte, Rhea, and Becky, because I'm feeling like those three ladies are going to be feuding with each other. So. Yeah. They don't really need a title, which I like. That will be an additional women's feud, mm. you know, which I hope that will happen. You know, yeah. they need they need at least a women's feud that does not require a title. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see that that thing for sure. Some other WWE headlines because certainly the last forty hours have uh, not been uh, overwhelming enough. Of course, fans were back on Friday night SmackDown. We got to see the return. Of Finn Balor to Friday Night SmackDown, back to his uh, his uh, old persona, and over two point three million people tuned in to watch it. SmackDown's finally back to where it, where it should be. Oh, and also Raw because they just put out the rating; they were at one point nine million, so they went That's up more like it. Yeah, up, so up they're almost to two hundred. Yeah, shows doing disaster disasterly, like uh-huh. over nearly less than a million, but now now they've got the numbers back in. Yeah. Yeah, look, there's a, like a, a lot of questionable things, but there's some pieces that are actually being added. It's probably going to at least help out. So I'm happy the fans are back. I'm happy Finn is back on on SmackDown. Hopefully, maybe he'll face Roman Reigns, you know, because like, you know, they need to have somebody else to feud after John Cena. I don't know who. They have to feed Roman Reigns somebody, so I could see Finn Balor, you know. I don't, I don't know who else, so, you know, so we'll have to see. So, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But certainly, what one thing we are waiting for is obviously this Friday in Cleveland and in Miami with for Rolling Loud, and you know they they, they could quite easily pull off a few returns here and there uh, to to incorporate with with the festival, and certainly with the 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 return of Tony Storm is one. Well, the the, the debut of Tony Storm. Yeah, so return uh, is going to happen with Sasha Banks. I can feel it. Sasha <laughs> Banks yeah. come back. Watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seeing the legit boss back in in the fall will, will certainly be one to see. Uh, one woman who uh, is unsure about her place in the company though is Nia Jax, our our famous my whole uh, meme. Uh, of course, the former Raw Women's Champion, current uh, Women's Tag Team Champion. Um, I mean, that, that Nia Jax has been there for years. And now she could be going out the door. And considering how much of a commodity she is, I think AEW will be willing to take her as soon as she walks out the door. Uh, maybe. I could maybe see her maybe in... Uh, maybe I would love to see her in Impact, to see her versus Havoc. Hmm. You know, I, to me, i just like to see big girls fight. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, um, but you know, you know what it is. Maybe it's just like maybe she's just stressed out. Maybe she's, you know, she needs a break. You know, I mean, she's done so much, and they just, you know, but it doesn't seem like she's breaking up from Shayna. Thank God. So I'm thinking they're still going to be as a tag team, which is good. So you know, it's just that they just need something fresh. Honestly, like I like her look that she had on Raw this past Raw. Like I like the curls that she was wearing and the new like ring gear. So I, I'm just hoping for the best. We'll see. That's, that's all we can do. And uh, certainly if she does to leave, that will certainly be a huge 
surprise in the other uh, rumbling names that that do walk the door. But you know, WWE have uh, pulled a few surprises uh, under our noses. Of course, even, even the, today, WWEshop.com has released more Braun Strowman merch, even though they did fire him less than six weeks ago. So you. So there's a cor- well, there's a correction there. That was old merch that was supposed to be new, like earlier this year. Hmm. they forgot to take it out or people were ordering them and then they're shipping it out so hey. i mean you never know i think bond so pretty you never know yeah exactly yeah you never know he may come back you never know so we'll see well you shall see uh one other thing i, I saw on uh WWE social media they're comparing uh the return of john cena on money back as the summer of cena 10 years since summer of punk now we have summer of cena did that 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 made me smile a bit i don't know about you orlando well no i mean like it to me is just like they're just kind of saying like oh john cena's gonna probably be in your city so that that way they can sell more tickets be like oh you think he's gonna be on raw you think he's gonna be on SmackDown? maybe he'll be on a house show go ahead and find out come to our show live you know it's it's bait it's uh it's baiting the fans it's baiting the fans you know, so you know, like kids would be like, "Mommy, Daddy, let's go to Raw or SmackDown. I want to see John Cena," and then they'll get disappointed that he's not there. <laughs> Although the, the the thought of uh, John Cena going through what the Summer of Punk was does make me wonder what what, what would happen. Like, forget his filming schedule, just have him run all the way through to Survivor Series to get a title and call that a summer. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> I'd be down yeah. for for John Cena losing consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reports are saying like his uh, his next movie schedule is not going to affect his his run with WWE. So yeah, you, mm-hmm. you you never know. And finally, to uh, wrap up the chop shop this week, WWE are in search of a new ring announcer. They have released a TikTok competition for new ring announcers, and they've done a few videos which you can duet and stitch and do do all the all, all the things and uh, uh, be in with the chance of uh, announcing them. In Vegas, Orlando, you going to be uh, submitting an entry? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I have the voice for it. I mean, I'll I'll do a TikTok and then just because I have a TikTok account and then I just like do a duo and then I just add it on my thing. So, <laughs> so check me out on my uh, on my TikTok. It's uh, Orlando Rigo. So go ahead and follow me and see if I do like a little TikTok with WWE. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's a fu- it's a funny one how WWE have really embraced uh, TikTok. Of course, we've had, got the amazing TikTok professor who do, does the uh, incredible uh, entrances. I'm trying to think of his name now. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Uh, but it's interesting that they're doing this now, where they kind of released a few people that were doing TikTok. Hmm. <laughs> Just saying. I mean that they're getting the social media presence, and you know, with a competition like this, of course, you know, I'll, I'll, I think we'll put submissions through. If it gets anywhere, hey, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget the Buckabo Entertainment Podcast. That's certainly guaranteed. Uh, that wraps it up for uh, the Shop Shop this week. Feel free to like, subscribe, subscribe, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. My thanks, of course, to Orlando and Daniel McKee who did join us uh, as he was having his hair done. We'll join you next week for another episode of The Chop Shop. Bye, everybody.